random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And joining us on the other end of the tin can and string, we are joined with a man who used to read Wizard Magazine. We are joined with the one, the only, Task. Task, good evening. Yo, we live right now? Are we live? We live right now, right? Like, like you're filming me right now? In like the- you're, you're, you're recording this? In theory, yes. Okay, okay, yes. I want to let everyone know, if you did not like the Marvels, you can kiss my black blank. You can. Listen, I'm tired of these people. Let's just get right to it. I'm <laughs> There's been a lot of hate against this movie. It has been building up. This is the definition of a smear campaign. And you know what? I'm tired of all these people. If you are mad that I enjoyed the Marvels, good. I'm happy for you. Be mad. Yes. I love it. I love your anger. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. Like, I'm over it. I'm completely over it. And I, I'm glad on the Marvelous, I'm letting you know, Taz says, if you are mad that people like that movie, good. Good. I like I the therapeutical service we serve to someone such as Taz. <laughs> <laughs> We're a vent. It's okay. It's so Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Let's get to it. It's yeah. so funny because, like, this is a movie where, to be completely honest, I got the movie spoiled for me via text, and needless to say, Terrible. I was really annoyed about that one. Um, well, yeah. Like, it makes me realize, and yes, my one friend who does this to me, I put him on mute. I've told him that I put yeah. him on mute, like, the week of a Marvel movie, and this was the week I forgot to do that. So I ended up getting a text from him, and I'm like, yeah, cool, thanks, buddy. I really appreciated that getting spoiled for me. And well, that's messed up, but I, I, I promise you that won't happen again. You're going to make sure that <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we're going to be talking in this episode about The Marvels, the latest edition of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Number 33. I was going to say, like, what number we're up to. We're pretty far along yes like, we damn. are phase five and i did want to get some info going into this so that i would recognize things so i got the wikipedia condensation or synopsis and that kind of thing and for a nearly 275 million dollar gross budget 220 dollars net the projection was that over the opening weekend this movie was projected to gross around 60 millions uh, 60 million excuse me so and you haven't yeah. factored in international so international uh, no right this is just u.s and canada that's why it will make its money back i don't know if it's going to make its money back completely you know fully with budget and everything but it'll yep. it'll be good like at the end of the day first off my favorite discussion and discourse over the last few days about this movie has been like the prototypical neckbeard comments of it's gonna suck it's a woman movie blah 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 Sh- shut up shut up yeah. just shut <laughs> up <laughs> like i I am tired of hearing about, you know, the same discourse. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm I my proudest moment as a Marvel pot po- Marvel related podcaster has been I got called a shill. And let me tell you, it was hey. the best damn feeling. I'm like, yeah, I guess hey. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but you get, get it called a shill. I'm like, uh, I run a Marvel podcast. So 
thank you. And like, the thing yeah. is this, like, I love hearing people say that because they go, oh, you love everything. I'm like, what if, you know, what if, what if didn't suck? Because that is a uh, recurring line on this show. I do not like that show very much. Like, I had, a, I had a conversation with a buddy about it, and he just made the comment, you know, why were they doing what if Party Thor happened? Or my personal favorite, what if Star-Lord was competent? And as a Star-Lord <laughs> fan, I really did hate that episode. I loved that episode, but I hated it at the same time because uh, I will say for the record, by the way, the fact that they don't, you know, did not call him uh, to Char-Lord, like that really annoyed me. <laughs> it's like it was Star- right there, too. <laughs> yeah, and they're calling him Star-Lord to Char. I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. There's the pun right there. Like, yeah. yeah, it would have been too easy. <laughs> it would have been too easy, but it wouldn't have been damn fine merchandising. I would have been like, yeah, to Charlord, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. But It'll always be Charlord in our hearts. But my thing is, you know, getting you know told like, oh, you love it all. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, there's like a lot. Like, we were talking, you know, of Mike before we started recording. Like, we're gonna be doing our episode talking about Loki, and let me tell you, there are gonna be some opinions, differing opinions in that episode because I did not like that show. And Doc, it's okay. Oh, wow. Okay. But here's the thing: to quote mm-hmm. the boys from We Hate Movies, it's okay to like a movie. It's okay to like a show. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna be like, "Well, I'm gonna burn your village down just because you liked." Uh, <laughs> what, what do you call it? What's one of the ones that I didn't like? I didn't like Loki. I didn't. Uh... You didn't like What If, right? Yeah, I hated What If. What What If? You know. But I mean, You're I wouldn't. Well, oh no, Eternals. Like if you like Eternals, like you're you know one of those five people that likes Eternals a lot, you know. Oh there were ten God. of them though. Wait. <laughs> ooh, 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 Come ooh, on, give ooh. me the ten. A staple of your local Ollies, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wish oh. I was exaggerating that one because I really do just keep seeing good stuff. Icar- cheap. Yeah, yeah, just not Ollies with uh, the Eternals. <laughs> Although it really bummed me out, you know, like they did not have any of the Eternals books for sale. Nothing. They had one. <laughs> One on a yeah. wing. It was like oh. the Eternals and Thor. I'm like, yeah. Well, let me ask you too. And I don't know if you caught you you noticed this when you saw your individual viewings. I was at a 4:15 show, and there were I think a dozen people in the theater. So mm-hmm. that's an early showing, though. And it was the day before the release date, so it was the Thursday. You know, mm-hmm. if that's any indicator, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. What I noticed different than in most Marvel, if not all Marvel movies, it was a shorter running time. It was what an hour and 45 minutes, which was mm-hmm. good. Which was a good time. I didn't feel like it was necessarily uh, drawn out and dragged in spots, you know. And I start my work day early, so and I didn't find myself nodding off really at any given point. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if some of the things that happened in the movie were truly comic book related. I'm showing Eddie currently the seating chart for the 6:15 showing or the uh, the seven o'clock showing, and look how full it is, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Man, no one's going to see the Marvels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somewhere out there, a guy is making a thumbnail with his uh, head in his hands, and there's a picture of a poorly photoshopped Brie Larson frowning or something. I don't know how much on TV the commercials were. I don't know if there were more than two trailers. They definitely differed one from the other. Well, I will say, like, the biggest thing is, like, the lack of the uh, actors promoting due to the uh, recent uh, strike, which, by the way, just ended. Okay. Huzzah and so forth. Huzzah! We're at a Renaissance right. Fair now. Right fun. Okay. Dropped. I know they were mad. I yeah. feel like they were the dude at the end of the myth. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, right before he was about to take him out, just waited a little bit longer, then all of a sudden. <laughs> well, you know what got me was, um, like, there was no promotion for Loki, and then all of a sudden, literally, like, maybe 20 minutes after the strike was announced, you see a, a video with the actor mm-hmm. who plays OB, and he's like, hey, watch Loki. 
Thanks, oh. thanks for supporting. And it's like, oh, that oh. was super last minute. Oh, He's boy. like disheveled this workout. Ike didn't waste any time, and I'm not mad at him for no. that. If the Marvel teaches us one thing with the um, with the amount, how much it's going to make. If the Marvel teaches us one thing, we now know how important it is for the actors to go out and do their thing. Yeah. Um, I think that this movie has shown how important that is, and I'm hoping the good word of mouth will keep it going. Um, yep. Because um, right now the audience score is pretty high. I don't care for Rotten Tomatoes at all, but it's good to know that the audience does not feel the same way a lot of reviewers did. And uh, I, I'm an advocate of telling people to form your own opinions. Um, I read reviews um, just to see if someone could give a different perspective. Maybe someone noticed something I didn't, something like that. In no way, shape, or form do I read reviews to if I'm going to watch a movie or not. Because if I'm interested in the movie, I'm interested in watching it. I can care less what someone else thinks about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, oh, go ahead. Well, two things uh, with this as well. And I think we should actually briefly, real quick, mention about the actor strike ending because how that played a major part, but also how now everything is kind of back on track, if you notice. Or yeah. going to be. Because we just got Ryan Reynolds putting out uh, photos of uh, one of the characters that's going to be in the movie. Did you see that, Eddie? No. Dogpool. No. Dogpool like, is making his debut. Eddie's an ugly little shit. Okay, <laughs> well. Dogpool should be. I agree, 100. Like, you know, there was a recent conversation about uh, the movies. Like, who would you have cast as Deadpool if it wasn't Ryan Reynolds, if it wasn't Ryan? And then the top comment immediately was Ryan Reynolds. It's like, yeah, we get that. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. my go-to, and I stand by this, is Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville would have been a damn fine Deadpool because when you hear that pained laugh that he makes yeah. in the Jackass movies, yeah, that comes out of Deadpool 110%. You know who I think has Johnny Knoxville as? Who? Plastic Man. Who? Plastic Man. Plastic Man. Oh, ooh, I thought you meant for some reason I heard it as Deadpool. but oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black yeah, hmm. yeah. I could see that. If you think about it, put those big blockers on his eyes. Yeah. That's Plastic Man. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Another actor for uh, Deadpool would have been Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh would have made a damn Tosh? good Deadpool. <laughs> ah, ah, I, I agree there. Uh, I think it really does help uh, Deadpool uh, that Ryan Reynolds is also Canadian because I feel like that part is left out a lot. <laughs> and the concept of Deadpool, that he is a Canadian and he talks and speaks a certain way, and it nailed with Ryan Reynolds. Like, I honestly can't see anyone else playing them, just like RDJ. Just like RDJ with Iron Man. Like, I don't know if they're going to reboot everything, but if they do, I have a theory about that too, but if they do reboot everything, it's going to be hard to top RDJ. And, you know, Speaking of like reboots and stuff going on in regards to the Fantastic Four, you know, as of today on this recording on November 10th, you know, Fantastic Four director Matt Shackman, you know, he he used to do comedic work doing directing episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he said that show's going to influence the upcoming movie. And I love I love immediately, by the way, in any of the comments, like you'll see at least one chud go, that's a terrible decision. The MCU's dead. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> First off, it's so bad that you can't stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but things that are dead and over aren't consistently talked about on is, 
the world's biggest platform. Good point. All yes. the time. Well, you're right. My my thing is in regards to fandom and how you'll hear that toxicity of oh the MCU is dead oh this 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 like the complete com- incessant bitching. Mm-hmm. Eddie had an experience at his showing, and I'm just like man like. I know where Eddie was coming from, and I know the person probably didn't expect to be questioned in that moment. Like, it would be just a, I'm just going to say this out into the ether and not get a response. And Eddie's like, well, what would you have done? So you just hear, Eddie, what did he say to you? After the movie was over, I mean, there was an oh, wow moment, like when in the... Uh, we will, And we'll talk about that at the end. In the, uh, you know, when, when we saw another character appearance kind of thing. But at the end of the movie, the two guys sitting in front of us, who may have been in their 30s, let's say, uh, Marvel Studios sucks and whatever, and the lights come on, and I'm saying to myself, "Hey guys, well, it wasn't you know, what what else could you, what would you have wanted to have been in this movie that wasn't there, whatever?" And I did free back massage, and besides getting a little pause, uh, Deadpool and Wolverine, and I'm like, nice, because uh, it's it's that level of toxicity, and like I love that I love that you questioned it because like that that's great. Yeah, well, to get I had that a similar you know, experience, I had a similar experience. When the movie ended, a guy next to me said, well, that was very woke. Oh, Jesus. So I asked, no, I just asked him. I said, you know what? I'm curious. What made this movie woke? Yeah. You. And I watched this man pretty much (laughs) have an old in front of me to try and not say people of color and women. Yeah. He wanted to say it so badly, but he knew that I would call him out on it. So I yeah. asked him. I was like, what was woke about that? Like, tell me. I don't know. I saw aliens and people with rainbows coming out their hands. Where is woke and cats? Where is the woke here? Well, first, first, <laughs> off, it for, to me. first off task, it's actually Flurkins. Show respect oh, to them. Right. My, bad. My bad. My bad. My they bad. saved an entire, you know, species of people and, you know, many You're right, people. you're right, you're right. That's whole my whole Flurkin family that yeah. came out, geez, for crying out loud, as transports. By Yikes. the way, I got to say... AMC theaters are fantastic at what they do in regards to the uh, promotion for this. His, even like little itty bitty things. Did you see the popcorn buckets they did? I didn't know what that was. Or what I grabbed. Were related I grabbed. To? I grabbed one. I said, "What's that?" It was a. It was thing, a. It whatever. Was a, a pink egg, and if you opened it up, it's it was a cat. A, it was a cat of beverage of four container. Top, pop, yeah, four different possible colors. I think. And I love. Yeah, I got. I got the uh, Cheshire Cat. The, the, the orange? Yeah. Oh, no, I got a, a, what is How is a Cheshire Cat orange, Eddie? I don't know. I don't know my breeds too well, apparently. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> One was a t- well, I guess that was a tabby then, right? I don't You are the worst cat owner I've ever met. No. <laughs> I know what we have, and that's about it. So. Yeah, you have black cats. I know. Yes. They're they adorable. They, they are. are. You should meet Rocky. And that was one of the four or whatever how many varieties there were. So what Cheshire color is we talk, ours we are, is our choose. What are we talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I love when I get them like this. But it's it's the br- light brownish one with the little, Thank you. the little black, you know, gradient on his face. Cute mm-hmm. little thing. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I got I got the Cheshire cat, which is not an orange cat. But um <laughs> Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. But it's funny because like, you know, you look at like the merchandising for this, like they got all like I haven't seen anything in terms of, like, you know, stuff you buy at a brick-and-mortar store. But, like, this, mm-hmm. they had a ton on top of all of the uh, Taylor Swift uh, Eros Tour merchandise still. Oh, yeah. There's, um, a, there's a lot of that. Well, as far I, as promotion, the only other thing, and I think they were late to the game doing this, was that on this week's new comic books, you had a strip across the top of each comic book cover, the Marvels, in theaters November 10th. Like they've done for others in the past and or in the corner boxes, but not 
the week that it's just coming out. Maybe a little bit before that could have been went to promote it on the comic books. I, I let me, you're, you're not wrong, but let me shoot them some bail. When you, because uh, only because I've made comics before, they make those so far in advance. They make those in advance, and I could tell because they didn't know when they were going to release the movie. Like, yeah. you know, they gave the director so much crap for moving on to something else, which is horrible because it's not an uncommon thing, number one. Number two, Variety had actually reported on another person doing it, James Gunn, and they gave him praise for doing it. But she made a great point. This is why I say I like the director because she's not media trained. And what I mean by media trained is before a lot of people go out there to, to do interviews, uh, the company they work for pretty much goes over everything. They're like, they're going to ask you this, you respond with this. They're going to ask you this, make sure you respond with that. And they have to go over it. There are people who are hired to do that, to train them, to say, okay, you say this. You can tell Nia is not media trained because she just went straight to it. Look, they moved this movie four times. <laughs> they, they moved it yeah. to the point where they actually had a The Marvel's uh, Happy Meal set at McDonald's, and it was like during the summertime. Exactly. Like, That's what I mean. Like, there are, and, and merch started leaking. And people are like, how does this happen? I'm like, look, you got to understand these businesses who make these, they don't work for Disney. Yeah. They got a schedule, they got a deadline. And it's not their fault that the movies move. Well, if you remember when there was the one year they, uh, and again, I'll keep going back over to the Happy Meal things because it's, it's actually a valid form of, you know, promotion for this stuff. Promotion, but like, yes. When uh, Multiverse of Madness got postponed, they actually had to do a, a Hail Mary and do like a, well, kids love Stitch. I guess we're going to be doing a Stitch Happy Meal promotion. And they did. And like it was actually one of their biggest ones in recent memory. But it's like, holy crap, like the last minute kind of thing for them. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they're going to do something similar with the Marvels. Um, they're already having them go out and like show up in theaters. They're going to do what they're going to do. I do not, and, and this is why what I tell people, because, you know, people like to troll me all the time. They're, like, laughing at how much money it makes. At this point, I tell people, you know what? I know why it's not going to do it. I know why. And it has nothing to do with, oh, there's no interest. There was no promotion. Yeah. They, they couldn't. And, like, I think at one point they thought that they could skate with that. And now we're finding out, no, that's, no they still need to promote, just like everyone else. And I like that energy because everyone thinks that Marvel is Teflon and they don't have to do things everyone else does. This just proves that's not the case. Yeah. And that they have to go out there and promote stuff and push stuff just like everyone else. Well, you just know, just like to, and just to add to what you said too, Task, and that was where I was going too with the promotion part was, yes, I see that there were four previous release dates for this movie. I mean, I have them. I'll just random, rattle, rattle them off here. Because originally it was supposed to be July 8th of 22, November 11th of last year, and then February 17th and July 28th of this year. So the fifth release date is the winner. Yeah. Uh, it finally came out, and um, it was nobody's fault. Marvel has been hit with problem after problem after problem that nobody likes to talk about. Instead, they just want to talk about haha is failing. But my problem is is that I ask people why do they think that blah, 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 blah is failing. And, they, and they'll just say, oh, no one has interest. And, like, for example, Black Panther. I'm like, so we're not going to talk about that the star died? Yeah. <laughs> Let's start there. The star died. I'm yeah. just I'm curious with this movie, you know, what the uh, neckbeards are going to be pretending to like, you know, in protest of this. Because, you know, they pretended to like Alita. And that movie was hot garbage, but 
<laughs> let's be and i love hearing the one saying like oh no we like I'm like sure you did Sure you did. You don't believe it? <laughs> I don't believe it whatsoever. You're not buying it. <laughs> wow, the weeaboos or the you know the incels saw something with anime. <laughs> Come on. Listen, Come on. man, I, I was raised on the Battle Angel Lolita, like manga and anime. So like I went in like and I left like and I hate that because I feel like if I didn't watch that old stuff, I'd probably enjoyed it more. But like I hated it. Like I'm like, ew. And then it got kind of pushed that on me. I was like, she don't look weird to you. My, my, <laughs> I mean, I guess she has the big eyes. But like, that looks weird to me. <laughs> I mean, personally, you know, I love these movies. And I love when they make, you know, an anime adaptation of, you know, what they do afterwards. Like, I'm a big fan of that, you know, American movie, Dragon Ball Evolution. And I'm looking forward to watching the uh, anime adaptation they did of it. I'm sorry, are you, did you say you like Dragon Ball Evolution, the American one? See, I'm going for the joke that I'm pretending that the anime didn't exist first and that it was all oh, based oh, on the oh, movie. Oh, did I ruin your joke? I mean, <laughs> it happens, it happens, you know. <laughs> I, I almost spit my, I was drinking water, I almost spit it out. I was like, are you a squirrel? My, like, my, you... <laughs> one of my favorite recurring jokes in recent memory is I go over to uh, this card shop, uh, ZCG Games, and I always mention to him, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of this uh, Netflix show called One Piece. I hear they have an anime adaptation of it, too. Oh man! And he He's just look, he death glares me, and, and you know he realizes I'm trolling once again. Let's be clear, in like like once again, you know, I, I one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like me online is because I keep it 100 percent regardless. And I said, let's be clear, one piece of stock went up. Oh yeah, after the Netflix show, that is true. So yes, uh, one piece had a big fan base, but yes. There were a lot of people where the Netflix show was their first exposure to it. Two things can be right at the same time. And and that's it. Like and everyone's saying, Oh, that's stupid that someone else learned it from Netflix, blah, 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 blah. And I said the Do you believe that everybody in the world watched and knew what One Piece was? Do you believe that? <laughs> like, there are people out there who didn't know. And now they do. What's the problem? A million dudes in button-down flame shirts got very upset that their their <laughs> animu was discovered. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chad Ecto Young Horror Movie Barbecue. <laughs> oh, man. Anime people are weird. They're very... Anime people are like the definition of gatekeepers. And it's hilarious because, like, at the end of the day, like, with this stuff, and before we get into talking about our review of the Marvels, one thing that I want to point out is it's cool to be first on liking something. It's just it sucks watching other people, like, you know, eviscerate someone new for coming in. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I've always said this. Like, if I have the ability to talk to other people about the shit I like, I'm ecstatic because I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to do that. That's why, like, I love how disconnected from – the whole internet world Eddie is because I love that about him. Like I'll say like, yeah, there's outrage about this. He goes, there is. I'm like, yeah, there is. He goes, Oh, I don't give a shit. And then he goes on to the next thing. Like I'm going to eat a bagel. It's like, cool. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, the podcast I do as well. Um, uh, a a super suit show. My partner, he has to travel for business all the time. So he's not on Twitter at all. So like, it's so great when we do the show together because he honestly knows nothing. Like, he doesn't know what everyone is talking about. And, like, I have to tell him, and I love his reactions because his is like, what? Why is this a thing? Like, wait, why are we mad about this? Like, what's the problem? So that's a good contrast to have. And I like, and again, I I love that about Eddie because of the fact that, you know, when I'm talking about this stuff, I also don't hear that toxicity. That's why, like, I again, the fact Eddie 
he didn't mean for it to be, but he totally ambushed a person for their, you know, negative opinion. Yeah. I love the hell out of that so much. And I wish I was, was a fly genuine. on the wall. Cause it, it was a genuine response. Like, I, like, it's not like a response to toxicity online. It was a, that was a weird thing to say. And I want to know why you said that. Yeah. And it's like the, the idea of, you know, like, I, I love Matt and Trey, but the fact that they have to give, you know, Reddit a brand new opinion with that new special. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. them. And I, and again, another group, I love red letter media, but again, people need to think for themselves and it's driving me nuts. It's absolutely and this driving is my me nuts. problem. And I have to remind people of this. And I tell people, we have to remind people of this. You have to understand that a lot of these places that rip on Marvel They've built their platform off of doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have an audience. That's why when people say, oh, can you believe what Nerdrotic says? I'm, I tell people all the time, let Nerdrotic cook. I know that sounds bad. But yeah. I tell people, let Nerdrotic cook. You know why? He's not talking to you. Well, you he know, to, to try and synopsize this in like two minutes or less as far as why I did what I did at the movie after it was over and these guys said Marvel Studios sucks. Maybe internally I just had enough of hearing the, the negativity and stuff, yeah. and maybe I was trying to find out if somebody came out with a reaction like that, maybe that individual could educate me into why mm-hmm. I don't feel that way. Yeah. You know, like, wh- what am I missing? Right. Am I over-liking something because I feel bad? I'm taking sympathy on something? You know, my first reaction so to stuff like that. that's why me and Eddie do a podcast together, because he feels sympathy for me. <laughs> because it's a good song by Goo Goo Dolls, by the way, Sympathy. That is a good song. That, but maybe it's the fact that, you know, like I said, I'm missing something. Convince me, you know, that I should hate this uh, for fear of getting my butt kicked because I did like it. Um, no, you should like whatever the hell you want to like. I like plenty of things that suck. And I, I always say it like this, like... One of my least favorite movies in the last 15 years was Joker. I think that movie sucks. Mm. And in my opinion, it is literally the comic book equivalent, comic book movie equivalent of a dinosaur shaped chicken nugget. That's all it is. (laughs) And like when I hear people say like, oh, it's it's like a great movie. I'm like, no, it's not. It's literally boneless chicken finger king of comedy, which, yes, I know that's what it's trying to be, you know, paying homage to. But it's like. There's paying homage and there's straight up plagiarism and all it was was Robert De Niro in clown makeup. Yeah. So so in a, a little thing that people probably don't know, the director and the writer they were so assholes about that film. They they pretty much admitted they said we wrote this film and it wasn't called Joker and it wasn't it didn't take place in Gotham. We pitched that movie. They didn't want it. And then we made it as a joke. Hey, what if we turn this into the Joker? Because the guy was a comedian on the show. I mean, in the movie. They were like, yeah, let's just switch it up and say he's in Gotham now. And, 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 and this, and let's just switch that up. And they picked it up immediately. And their whole concept is this is why superhero comic book movies suck. Because they were just willing to do that. Like, this is, and I tell people, it's literally not a Joker film. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. They just called it that. Well, and they openly say it. One of my favorite things, I will say, though, what I do love about the movie The Joker, or Joker, sorry, not The, um, what I love about Joker is the fact of the meme of uh, De Niro with, you're laughing, you're you're incorrectly quoting the movie, and you're laughing. <laughs> See, I made it meta right there, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> j- just to finish up again, the first thing that I had always said about people who hated movies that were, you know, not according to the comic book, they were so uber- 
sensitive and this wasn't right and that wasn't right. Then read the comic. I would say to them, come up with X number of million and make it your way then, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is yeah. what we this is what we have. Like it, hate it. They got your fifteen or whatever bucks to see the movie. And... I pirated it. No, <laughs> <laughs> FZ movies. Oh, sorry, shouldn't have said that one out loud. But <laughs> I mean, I see it like this. When it comes to things, I always have to remind people. Like Sam, this is not the comic at all. And one thing that gets on my nerves. This is another reason why people get annoyed by me. I always say you can't pick and choose when it's comic book accurate to you if that's accessible yeah. or not yeah. because this is not comic book accurate great you know what else isn't comic book accurate hella and and, and um thor and loki being brother and sister oh. that's also not comic accurate mm-hmm. i didn't hear anything from you <laughs> we didn't know each other then <laughs> oh, oh no i meant no. <laughs> you got me <laughs> but I just tell people, like, I didn't hear anything from y'all about that. I uh-huh. didn't hear anything. And, and and while that's silly, we kind of just moved on from it. Like, eh, okay, whatever. As long as the movie is good, which I enjoyed Ragnarok. But, like I said, we can't just pick and choose. If Tony Stark made Ultron. <laughs> With an Infinity Stone. <laughs> we can't just pick and choose here, right? Either either all of it is okay or none of it is. Like, you know, but that's just how I feel about it. Man, I I really have to curb myself because I was about to make a really dark joke with Hank Pym and Janet. Just, you know, for a split second. I'm like, yeah, you better curb yourself, Peter. Curb yourself. Curb yourself. Yeah, for sure. Well, one of my (laughs) questions was with whether Captain Marvel truly was known as the Annihilator. Exactly right. We just have to go with what apparently she did with, uh, with destroying the supreme intelligence and so on mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. where we got this character of Darben, the new leader of the Kree is that a comic book character I don't know but here we go you know she's holding the the accuser hammer or whatever else they call it the cosmic stick I guess I love how this is your half-assed way of getting into doing the review I'm trying God knows <laughs> thanks if you've been holding on this long waiting for the review to start about a half hour into it well we still could you know people want to listen to us talk about these things Eddie yes but anyway yeah, that, I actually had to. That was the moment in the theater I actually had to be the theater hero because I got up, saw the picture was doing double images because it was 3D showing. Oh, walked up and I said, "Excuse me, Theater Nine is having projector problems for the 3D movie. Could you please fix it?" Yes, I will. And I walked away, and then they did a little swipe. It looked like it came out of Star Wars, and then it was back to normal. And I was like, I am the theater hero. Again. I once did that for a show in Logan. Didn't I do it with you when we went to go see Logan back in 2017? Uh, I don't know if I was witness to that, actually. But, well, I got up, Eddie, and I went to that guy at the theater, and I said, excuse me, theater number, this joke died a while ago. (laughs) Yes. Not all here working. Exactly. Sometimes they wear, you know, nice little... uh, Nice van slip-ons. They, they got the comfort nice. soles inside. Comfortable jeans? And... <laughs> I would say so, yes. Nice hoodie, yeah. <laughs> Terrific. Nice. Well, one of my little letdowns in the in this movie was that we didn't get a true superhero name for Captain Rambo. I, I think that's, I mean, for, for people who want comic book accuracy, I think that's the most comic book accurate thing mm-hmm. in the movie. She has changed her name like 72 times. And <laughs> yep. she really doesn't have one that is absolutely hers. 
And that was always my problem. I'm like, they're like, well, you just name her Captain Marvel. There's been like six Captain Marvels. Well, that's, yeah, that's about right. In fact, with that one comic book that she was Captain Marvel, and that's fine. (laughs) But I thought eventually Kamala Khan was going to come around and say, Photon, and boom, that would have been it Okay, I had to make sure it really was Photon, because I'm thinking, I was saying Photon to myself, but I'm like, am I I having a stroke? Do I, is it really (laughs) Photon? (laughs) And then yeah. I remember, okay, you said photon. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, we, have, yeah. we do have the verification. Thank God. Well, but at least she was the one who identified what Saber stood for because I couldn't find it anywhere. The breakdown, she said it. I wasn't able to j- jot it down or whatever, the acronym and so on. But So I want to talk about something with this movie that a lot of people have been talking about, like that I've been seeing in the discourse of people that have seen it. Mm-hmm. I love Kam- uh, Kamala's family. I <laughs> love... No, I've been seeing people talking about it. Like, I recently saw, you know, a friend of the show, Fabian Nicieza, he got to see it, and, like, one of the biggest takeaways was there was so much involving with the family, and I love that dynamic. There was. And um, we didn't see Kamala's brother's wife in it, uh, even though from the series they were married. Of course, that was part of one of the episodes and so on. But it's very nice that the family can have their house in Jersey City destroyed in a battle and have no problem just up and moving to Louisiana. I will still continue to talk about my biggest grievance with Ms. Marvel and this sh- this movie. You have Jersey sh- City. I almost said shitty. You have Jersey City. <laughs> hey, Jersey C- Jersey's nice. I like Jersey. I won't. I will not disparage New Jersey. They That's have Wawa. Nice. They have Wawa. Yes, and the former home of the East Coast Comic Con. It's a great show. Yeah, I know. Now I want to pour one out. But anyway, um, in regards to you know that the biggest disservice you don't have WFMU. Where are the WFMU stickers or T-shirts randomly all over New Jersey? It's Jersey City. That's the pride of Jersey City. Oh, what is that? Uh, one of the best radio stations in the world. I'm a proud pledger every month. Ten bucks. College circuit, pretty damn good in that college uh, realm. Yeah, they're really good. Ah. But what you know, like I said, you know, I love that relationship with her family, and I love that they're utilized in this again. And you'll see characters like this. They're the out like. When you're doing a movie like this and you have a character type like Kamala's family, they're the mm-hmm. outsider, seeing the outside world of what this could be and how they're reacting. Mm-hmm. They were not overbearing and they were not annoying. I yes. love that. I agree 100%. Uh, what's going on with Kamala Khan and um, the family, in my opinion, what that I really love is that when I see them, I get a sitcom vibe from yes. them. Sure. I, I feel like I'm watching, watching something like Blackish. Or some some boys. Maybe this would be brownish or whatever. Like, like I feel like I'm watching something like that, and I'm watching it in uh, like on this Marvel, and I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, I would wonder how this sitcom vibe would feel with other people in the actual MCU." And I feel like I got that in this movie. Uh, the fa- I've seen plenty of movies where the family gets involved and it kind of gets annoying. Like I loved Blue Beetle, but I'm like, okay. Oh, the family, really? Um, you didn't huh? like you didn't like them in the movie? I loved oh, them. No, no, to no, be no, like... no, no. Let oh. me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. But I love the family, but I, I, there were things that didn't sell it for me. Like all of a sudden, the uncle who was considered a loser can hack into anything. <laughs> yeah, but he had a sweet. He had a sweet. How did that happen? He had a sweet. He had a oh, sweet mullet. He had a sweet mullet. You got to give it to him. Oh, no, 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 no. It's great, but it was kind of like jarring to me. And all of a sudden, like, the whole entire family are killers. <laughs> They're like murdering people. 
She did. Like, Jesus. <laughs> How many bodies of this family just get out of nowhere now? The grandmother <laughs> with the Gatling gun was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in the movie. Just like out of left field, like wow, that did I did not see that happen. No, yeah, that's true. That's it. They were that's like, right. yeah, she was a gorilla. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> checks like, out. But uh, I did love the family. Um, I, I I have a lot of favorite scenes that involve them. Um, I like their inclusion. They didn't feel like they took over anything, and I love how they assisted. Uh, this movie was made to be wacky, so it made sense for them to be doing wacky things, and I think that's one of the biggest things that people don't understand is that the whole concept of this was to be strange and weird. There's a cat that eats people with tentacles. Like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want, Rosebud? <laughs> You're not going to get that. Oh, you got a whole you got a whole litter full of, of those creatures. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Shout out to the Flurkin. Shout out to the Flurkin. So I love the incorporation of the Flurkin in this movie. And, Eddie, when you saw the scene and you heard the very first note of Memories from Cats, how did that make you feel? Um, mixed. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to ingest what is happening, the physicality of it, and just trying to lighten it up by putting that song in, into that. So, okay, let's go with it kind of thing. And what was the song you were suggesting off mic that made no sense whatsoever? <laughs> oh, I don't. It was just, it was just, it's so, it was so out there that I thought but something ma- like Debbie Boone, You Light Up My Life, but that wouldn't fit. But yeah, I just thought it, of something so extremely out there and it, obscure to me. But it makes sense because it's cats. Yes. So yes, I get it. I, I got the biggest, like, I let out an Edna Krabappel ha in the theater because I was just like, that came so out of left field. And <laughs> I will say this. This movie, the biggest strength of it for me was a lot of the humor because, like, there's certain lines that would come up, like, within, like, it's funny. I heard, like, the first 25, like, people going on the first 25 minutes are great. And I'm like, eh, the first 25 minutes were okay. They were okay for me. A lot of it was, um, you know, re- reviewing, catching up. But when I heard, How we like, got to this point. But when I heard certain lines, I'm like, it didn't land for me. It's like, eh, whatever. And I'll hear like, a couple of people like, ha, ah, that was funny, ha, ha. Yeah. Or like, my, like I, I go with my mom to these movies, right? She, <laughs> she is, by the way, the most adorably wholesome person to go with for these because like certain things happen. And since we're in the review part of the episode, I can now talk about spoilers. I'll say quick little things. When Beast shows up at the end, she just goes, oh, my. <gasps> or when, when, what's her name, Valkyrie shows up, you just hear, <gasps> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, like. It's funny because those reactions out of people, like, I'm so not disenfranchised, but nonplussed or, like, what's the word? Desensitized, like, seeing some of this stuff after a while. Yeah. When I hear those, it doesn't click with me. But then I'm, like, realizing, oh, yeah, and I'll use, like, you know, a term in stand-up, like, I'm with a civilian right now. And it's, I'm here, I'm seeing some of these things, and I'm just, like, Oh, that's why people act like this way. Because it's like I'm already like I'm so in the muck of the MCU uh-huh. yep, yep. from like uh-huh. you know the insider standpoint. It's like oh yeah, that makes sense why someone would react this way. Because so they... let me ask you something. So when people saw uh, oh boy, I don't know if I can say it yet. Oh yeah, you already said it, Beast. Uh, yeah. So when people saw Beast, they did recognize him, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I find that, and your mom did, and I assume she's an older lady. She recognized that was Beast, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. I find that so interesting because a lot of people did gasp in my theater too. And I think to myself, oh, yeah, they are not into it as I am. But these are casuals. 
right? Yeah. They're not like us. And yet, they saw Beast, and they knew exactly who the hell that was. And people, you're trying to tell me that the MCU is over, baby? We haven't even gotten started. I want to ask you. back to this way with Beast. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to ask you, because we had this discussion, I think, either on the show or I had a, this discussion with a couple friends of mine, but my one friend, we play Magic the Gathering every Saturday, and mm-hmm. we're talking about the upcoming Marvel Magic the Gathering set that's going to happen, because why the hell not at this point, you know? Ugh. Dude, I'm... I'm I, I'm a lapsed Magic fan. I just got back in, and now I'm like, oh, no, I'm spending stupid money for I'm this. trying not to. I, I, yeah. I'm trying. L- let me tell you, Lost Caverns, I'm hyped for because of those Jurassic Park cards. Like, that's, like, it's the stupidest thing, but I want it. No, that, that, that's acceptable. <laughs> but, like, with the Marvel ones, like, I was having a conversation with him, and he made the comment of, and, Eddie, I want to ask you, like, as well, you know, we see that reaction to Beast, and I said, you know, they'll probably do X-Men in the first set. He goes, probably not. They doubt, you know, pe- people really don't remember the X-Men. And I looked at him funny. I'm like, dude, ah. like, X-Men was one of the most popular franchises of the 1990s to the point where when Toy Biz was making their action figures, like, the you know, the little crappy little plastic ones, which still rules so much ass, but <laughs> those little crappy little figures... It was all X-Men, and then Supplemental was like, if you wanted Spider-Man for the longest time, Spider-Man was just a part of the Marvel superheroes line where they're just like, uh, throw a Punisher and uh, uh, Batman. Oh, wait, he's not one of ours. Uh, throw, throw, Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> go, go play with your toys. There's things like that. Um, I always tell people, there is a very small club in the comic book world. It's a very, very small club, and it's very, very hard to get inside of it. This club I like to call the Echelon. And people say, what's the Echelon? I said, these are the characters that you could not read a comic book in your entire life. But you could still be a fan of these characters. Yeah. A good example, Batman. People like Batman. They don't go in comic book shops, but they love Batman. Superman's another one. Spider-Man's another one. X-Men is absolutely there. Before the MCU, before even the idea of these things even being on the screen, I was eating Pizza Hut boxes with X-Men on them. And watching the videos with Fabian Nicieza. We were watching videos of X-Men. And then when the new generation came, they had the movies. The X-Men, my grandma hasn't read a comic book in her life, and I promise you, she can name like at least three or four (laughs) (laughs) X-Men. You can't really say that about anything else. The X-Men are mainstays in society. Society. In Brazil, they love X-Men. In Japan, they love X-Men. They are waiting, and I've seen all the people reacting to Beast. I say all the time, bro, we just getting started. Yeah. We're just getting started. Wait till Deadpool shows up and Wolverine's there. Yeah, it's out of here. I say to this day, that one picture that they posted with Deadpool and Wolverine together has done more buzz than anything either DC or W DC or Marvel announced in the past, like, two or three years. Like, nothing has come close to that one picture. Deadpool 3 is out of here. It's done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, the funniest thing is, like, when you see the reaction to these characters, like, Eddie, like, you know, you know, your wife, like, she's a fan of this stuff, but she's not, you know, to the extent that we are. Correct. But she knows, like, 
characters, but like you know, you know what I mean. She knows characters through the movies, like a lot of people are, and more yeah. of the mass public are, you know, introduced and they understand some things anyway. And that's what I was going to throw in with recognizing and seeing who Beast, you know, shows up at the end of this movie. That even on the periphery, you may have caught inklings of how are the X Men going to get into the MCU? How are they going to put him in? And oh, here we go, you know, kind of thing. Let's I, get to know. it. Yeah, so so this is Eddie, like I the wave the that's building and it's about to crest or the roller coaster that's hitting the top of you know and about to about to come down and like we're gonna have it. Eddie, I would give I would pay top dollar to see you rewrite and narrate Chris Claremont comics just to see you know you do the exposition parts of well, how are they gonna get out of this? Whoa! <laughs> I'm up for it. No we quarter need, asked. We, we need None given. I, I'll tell you guys my theory, and so far I've been right. I said. We need X-Men, but we can't just throw X-Men in. We, we can't just say, hey, this whole entire time, for 20 years of this shit, that all these years, there's just been mutants, they've been just hiding. No, we can't do that. So how do we do this? All of a sudden, aha, we're doing the multiverse saga. So this is what I told people. The X-Men exist in another universe. Yep. In another world. We need, not only do we need mutants, they need to have been here. There are mutants from the past, like Apocalypse. He's been around here forever, so on and so forth. Like, they need to have been here. So how about this world over here that's bleeding into ours? There are mutants there. Sure enough, we get there, and we get beef. Now, let me tell you, young gentlemen, something that you that, that a lot of people didn't think about. That was Kelsey Grammer beef, right? Yes. How come they didn't use the Brian Holt one? Going back to the beginning, I guess. I'll tell you why. Kevin Feige was on set for the X-Men movies. That's how he got his big break. Mm -hmm. He was doing the X-Men movies. This man has waited 20 years for this. He's waited 20 years, and he had to wait for so many acquisitions to finally make these movies with Spider-Man and the X-Men and everything else that he has had his hands in. He now has the chance to do that. And that's why I tell people I'm borderline okay with a reboot. And everyone's like, oh, man, why would they do a reboot? I was like, do you know how many stories could not be told simply because we only had the Avengers? Mm. You know how many stories that have been missed because we didn't have the Fantastic Four and this? Now we do. Now we have the chance to really make a Marvel Universe with everybody and a great example is in the mutant massacre x-men books in the mutant massacre x-men books we know what happens all of a sudden thor's there why is thor here because it's marvel and everyone's here <laughs> and he sees people in trouble why would he not help so all of a sudden thor is here now we can tell stories like that we couldn't do that before and i'm all for it i'm looking for the, the avengers to have mutants on their team i'm looking forward to uh seeing how they do all this because X-Men, when the smoke clears, is Harry Potter. <laughs> I tell you, you think about Harry Potter, that's X-Men. Yeah. They're on a school campus. They have powers. They're taking classes for powers. That's X-Men. <laughs> well, of course. This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash themarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage, 
where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two, you haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice. Or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. One thing, by the way, I love how they're connecting everything in with even the smallest thing that you may not realize. Like the portals, you know, like the, the broken hexagonal things in, the, in outer space. Yeah. That's from Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, the uh, okay. the Disney World ride. And, like, I remember seeing that in the theater, and I'm thinking to myself, I remember that. I rode through that before I almost shit my pants. Like, <laughs> you know, because let me tell you, that really was an intense ride. But, man, oh, man, I love singing I Ran. <laughs> I, mean, I need to go on that. It's such, a, it's such a great ride. But let me tell you, pants shittingly fun also is uh, Cosmic or no Mission Breakout. You should break out. Oh, yeah. Over in California, that is a absolute hoot and a holler. But then, you know, you're screaming. I have PTSD when I watch the ride from uh, on uh, YouTube. Whenever I see Rocket Raccoon plug in the Walkman and I just get I just clench. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, you know, it's funny because, like, I see those little hexagonal shapes and it's like they really are now like. John Q. Public will not really get that unless you've, you know, traveled all the way to Orlando. But mm-hmm. if you did, hey, more power to you. You know, you get the bonus points. But, like, that's a cool little nod for the audience out there who did get to do that. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, you know, they're going all in on the references. And, like, wh- you know, when you're hearing, like, the names of, like, what we could call Monica Rambeau and, like, they name like Eddie. What were some of the names they had in there? Because I didn't there I hear Nova. There was a Nova of some kind. Yes, yes. Um, again, Captain Rambo. Another. They were putting. They were trying to put another Marvel into her title. I think as well. But we already have these two. Professor and, Marvel popped me. Like that was the one. I'm just like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty damn. That's pretty funny. I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I say just call her Captain Marvel too. <sighs> With Roman you numerals. Captain Marvel. They do do that in Lucha Libre, so I could see them doing that in the Marvel movies. And Marvel well, does. Well, we have two Spider Men. We have two Hawkeyes. We have two Wasps. We have two Wolverines. Why can't we have two Captain Marvels? I don't see the problem. And we have a Hulk. <laughs> there's actually there's two Hulks. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when we were seeing all the stuff with the Nega bands, I was hoping beyond hope someone would make an appearance. Okay. Rick Jones. Rick Jones. <laughs> I was waiting. Like, some little nod, like, you know, Professor Rick Jones or something oh, like Rick that. Oh, Rick Jones? Oh. The, the Forrest Gump of the Marvel Universe. Like, I love Rick Jones so damn much. You, Eddie, <laughs> you agree with me on that one, don't you? Like, I would have been. Like, yeah. look at the, the trajectory of that character and, like, tell me he is not. Like, he's stumbled as, you know, literally his first appearance is, I'm going to play harmonica in a convertible because I'm an idiot. Oh, look, a nuclear blast site. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All the way to being married to, like, you know, supermodels and this and that. It's like. Yeah, my friends Marco. dared me. I wouldn't drive out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rick Jones is the definition of falling up. 
He's just always in these situations. Why? We don't know. He's just, like you said, a great example of the Forrest Gump. He's just here. <laughs> Why is Rick Jones here? He doesn't have power. He doesn't, <laughs> but he's here. Well, let me so, just uh, just state the uh, maybe it's obvious just to make sure we're talking the same thing. Mega bands, same thing as quantum bands. Although mm-hmm. they may call them quantum bands for the movie purpose. I might have called—I know I called them the nega bands. I'm, yeah. uh, maybe I'm just thinking of, you know, Shazam. I think Shazam calls them the nega bands. Maybe? They're, uh, they're basically the same thing. Um, they're doing it that way here. And, of course, they're not calling them the nega bands because, unfortunately, people suck. <laughs> 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 and, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're just calling them the quantum bands. It also sounds better, you know, like— Disney's all about marketing and branding, and um, one of the things, like, for example, people wonder why uh, they added the Ten Rings to Shang-Chi. I tell them, merch. Yeah. Yeah. You can't sell nothing with Shang-Chi. He just has hands. (laughs) 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 You know, people want Hulk hands. They can't have Shang-Chi hands. Wait, wait! Don't discount the feet now, Tess. Come on, there's there's weapons in those feet. Come on. Yeah, yeah, athlete's foot. So, but they have merch they have to sell. So they're like, all right, we have the ten rings. Now we have merch. Same thing with Ms. Marvel. Well, we got the quantum band. We have merch. We need to physically sell something, and that's what they're good at doing. Yep. So they she got those bands. That's it. We're getting the band back together. Cool bands <laughs> which is what they wound up doing eventually when uh, when darben uncovered or had those workers uncover the one band and where's the other one it's got to be here somewhere you know and i like the fact that when we did get to see um kamala khan the first time we got those animated effects that were part of her series that went into that when she's drawing in her book and being besties with captain marvel and all that stuff and then remembering the part where you know she got blown through the, her closet door and out stepped captain marvel we now return back to movies for the blind thank goodness we're getting a review somewhat we, we're giving a review the whole time oh okay <laughs> but in regards you know i want to talk about the villain sure okay eh, she had a really bad day why did she, why I, do they continue to the trend of mid villains <laughs> i love the actress but like uh yeah did shout you? out to her and her fiance. Uh, they had a big day yesterday. Did they they just had a kid, right? Oh, I don't know. They had a kid. Oh. Um, just that yesterday was the beginning of Captain Marvel and the end of Loki. Oh yeah, yeah. So they just had a big day yesterday. Um, so let me tell you the Marvel villain problem. And people say Marvel does have a villain problem, and I say I agree to a fault. And people say, you know, why is that? And I say. All of Marvel's best villains, they didn't have the rights to. If you mm. think about it, the best villains that Marvel has, pretty much the Spider-Man characters, the X-Men villains, Doctor Doom, Galactus, Namor, they just used Namor recently, uh, Silver Surfer, all these big villains, they're all Fantastic Four villains <laughs> or X-Men villains. So Marvel has to work with scraps. Grabs like like Captain Marvel doesn't have a rogues gallery to pull from, like so they had to make this up. And I'm not giving them excuses; it's just a reason. Like I completely get it. Like Captain Marvel doesn't have a rogues gallery, so like they kind of had to just slap together this character. I mean, for hell's sake, it was a it was a male character. 
uh, in the comics, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, they did a whole gender bend and everything. Yep. So, um, I understand. So, when people say that the villain is the problem, I could, I could completely agree with that. Well, I was going to ask in regards to, um, you know, the whole idea of, you know, she doesn't have a rogues gallery. Are there characters that you feel could, you know, maybe be pumped up to that level where they could be synonymous with her? Because, Absolutely. You know, I just I wish they did a stronger job of that. I can agree. Um, it would take time. Yeah. I, I tell people uh, we got to understand this version of Captain Marvel is still a baby. Like they, she's only been Captain Marvel for about ten years. Like it, it takes a long time, especially in a genre that they don't really care for female characters outside of Wonder Woman. Like outside of Wonder Woman, it gets scares me. Like, uh, and 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 you know, just things like that. So Captain Marvel has to build up to become that. And I feel like Marvel doing things like making her the leader of the Avengers, giving her movies. I think that helps tremendously. And it's just going to take time. But I can tell you a list of characters I feel like she could be uh, the villain against. I'll start Ronan the Accuser. Um. Um. Titania, uh, Moonstone, um, just I could go all day, but you know they have to build those characters up so that she's able to fight them. And you know we have like newer characters, like you know we have Spider Gwen, which I'm not gonna you know call Ghost Spider because that's a corny name. Nah, no, no, we're not calling it that. But they don't even call. It. <laughs> like who? Who is her? Marvel you, doesn't even call her Ghost Spider. <laughs> well, like with her, who is her main adversary? Like, is it Gwenum? And I'm not like, like realizing at this point. I'm like, I love by the way saying that because it's like, man, we even have that pun. But um, yeah. like, we don't. I don't really know. Like, I've read her stuff, but unfortunately, like, I feel like the writing can be so lacking sometimes. Like, of the uh-huh. char- like, it's a great looking character. The writing is just so like, I know the whole story of you know like Peter Parker died, and that's you know uh-huh. why she's you know Spider Gwen. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like okay, and and yeah. And- <laughs> Here's the problem with Spider Gwen. Um, Marvel has a problem with Spider Gwen. People like how she looks. They like the idea of her, but she cannot be in the six one six universe. She just can't be here. So like, they're stuck with this character that people really like, and they really like her, but they don't care for the comic book version of her because they don't know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the same thing with Spider Man twenty ninety nine. People like Miguel O'Hara, but you can only tell so many stories with him because he's not in our universe, and that's why people, a lot of people like him. They like how he interacted with everyone else. So I've always said that Marvel needs to put out a Spider-Verse book and have all those characters just in the Spider-Verse book. Have, have uh, Miguel there, have Gwen there, have Hobie there, Spider-Punk. That's the only way to really be able to tell these characters. There's well, maybe, no other you know way what? around you it. Just they keep... could write it like the Exiles book. Like the earlier Exiles books, just have them go to different realities. That is definitely would be a different, yeah, you know, like Blink in the different reality, all the Exiles and stuff, right? Oh, Which my is... baby Blink. Oh, I love Blink. Blink is, uh, <laughs> I love Blink. I, I'm so mad at Marvel because I'm like, where is Blink? Well, hey, you know what, Task? At least we got to see her in one of the X-Men movies, right? And then oh, I didn't even know she was in it. Was that like literally a blink radio missing? Exactly. The window. That's very great. But you gave me an idea, Task, and that was when you said Spider Man 2099 and who can he interact with? And I'm thinking, well, there was a line of 2099 characters. 
That could be its own. And you said about a Spider-Verse book. I'm like, well, let's get all these 2099 character comic book titles from Punisher to Ghost Rider to Hulk to X-Men to, to Ravage and whoever else. Doom. Yeah, Doom, right, right. Mm -hmm. Doom 2099. I like how Doom 2099 was just Doom. Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, I want you to get Steve, the Steve Orlando of comics, Steve Orlando on the phone. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, give, me the, right, give me the number. Though, and he's doing great with them. Hell um, yeah, he is. But I just think it's hard to continue all the other ones because people just really like Miguel, like, for the most part. They mm -hmm. really just like uh, Miguel and his character. But, you know, like, that could be one of the worlds they go to in the book. They could go to each other's world, and then the comic book artist draws it that way. Like, that would be awesome. That would be a good way to include these characters. People still like them, but they can't just kick it around in the 616. <laughs> well, whatever. around. Whatever's going to happen, they better get moving because 2099 is going to be here not too far away because it's already 2023. You know what I'm saying? We'll all be dead by then. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll have set the groundwork, though, for crying out loud. <laughs> now, all good. Six feet under groundwork, even. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, me now. I'm six feet from. Anyway, that was a Creed <laughs> interlude. But um, I don't know. Like, I think. Uh, what, let's go back over to the villain just because, like, yeah. I feel she's lacking but it's not her fault you know and there's just something like i was beyond hyped when i heard the actress was playing you know what's the actress's name again who plays uh, yeah. azawi who so plays darbin darbin i got to go back in 2019 to go see on broadway during new york comic-con weekend betrayal starring her charlie cox and tom hiddleston that's actually where she met tom hiddleston oh, zawi ashton and, you know, my biggest regret, by the way, was being at the stage door and not getting her to sign anything, and she was signing for everybody. Oof. Uh. Yeah, and now I'm regretting it, but, like, I will say this. Her performance is fantastic. You, nine times out of ten, people's performances in these movies are pretty damn good, and she mm -hmm. is no exception to the, you know, the equation. But... Mm -hmm. I just feel like the writing was so lacking for her character. Like, she could have done so much more. She could have been such an evil, ominous threat. Instead, she's like, like, I was in the background when you did something in the first movie, but none of you saw me, but you ruined my life. It's like, <laughs> okay. You didn't care for that at all? Not really, because I'm just like, okay, you were just added in post. <laughs> you know? like It's like, no. <laughs> That's how you go. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. Uh, while she's not my favorite villain, one of the best things I like about villains is when I know their motivation. And it isn't just because, ooh, I'm so evil. Oh, it's that scary. I'm evil. I, I like a good motivation. Um, I, I like it when the motivation of the villain makes the hero think because that's just a good contrast. Like, the hero's like, I did this. Like, I did this. He's my re She's my responsibility because if it wasn't for me, this wouldn't even be going on. Yep. Now, I do agree that there could have been more done with her, but it is a shorter movie. So yep. I had to accept what I got. But at the end, it's like, yeah, I wish I could have got more of her. My, my thing is, I will still say, no one will ever be able to top. And now I look back all these months later, no one will beat High Evolutionary. Oof. You know, it's going to be hard to top him. Um, I've always said, you know, screw the Jonathan Majors thing. Just make him the new king. Why not? As a high evolutionary, be a king variant. I like that. Huh. I like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's... 
I can get behind that. And I mean, he's just, he's a fantastic actor too. So it's like, man, that's my biggest regret not meeting him at New York Comic Con. But I, but I digress. I got to meet Chris Evans, gave him a really crappy fist bump. A really crappy fist bump. Well, it's better than saying you didn't get to do a fist bump at all. I know. Is so good of an actor because, like, he's he's a frat boy in real life. Like, he's like a real like jokey, jumping around kind of guy. But like, when he acts, like, you wouldn't think that's the same guy. Like, it's hard to believe that the guy who plays Captain America was also Human Torch. Yep. <laughs> and also in not another teen movie, which is one of the most underrated roles of his. I agree, oh. and he's also in the Losers. Yes, he and he was fantastic in there when they played that Journey song. <laughs> oh my god. I, that you could do a whole episode about this, because I always plan on doing it. There's a list of comic book movies that are fantastic that no one talks about because they're not superhero based. Yeah, Road to Perdition, The Crow. Yes, <laughs> we were actually just having a conversation on uh, Facebook the other day, me and a, a pro wrestler about it, and it's just like the whole idea, like how underrated that movie is, like when you really think about it compared to everything coming out now. But we digress. Uh, which, which movie? The Crow? The Crow, yeah. Uh, you know, there are certain movies that age like wine. Oh, and that has. And and Crow is definitely on there. If that movie was on right now, I would put it on. Ernie Hudson talking about hot dogs is kind of like my now kind of why I kind of want to have a hot dog for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just I'll thinking back about it. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to have that. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, but um, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, but uh, back with the Marvels and the villains, um, I I do like that. I like it when the hero feels like they have a responsibility. I think one thing this movie did do, that it did do one thing that a lot of people felt like they didn't have from Captain Marvel, was that it gave her more character. You understand why she stayed away from Earth for so long. You uh, discover why she wants to put everything on her back, and she's like, you know, it's like the pressure of I'm considered the most powerful. I have to do this, and just you know, reconnecting with uh, Lieutenant Trouble. Um, we just learn a lot about her character, and I'm glad this movie was able to provide that. Yeah, and you saw things in Captain Marvel's character and what she was saying in certain spots. Like I think she was telling towards the end, telling Monica, "I've never had to, I've never been able to try, try to do this before." It was like she was like down a few pegs, like she was doubting mm-hmm. maybe her ability. Um, and I think also too, when there were, of course, the others that were on the ship with her, with Captain Marvel, saying, "Oh, it's good to have other people," you know, otherwise she's been alone. And that even I think helped explain to me why the. Why Goose was, I guess, really a sidekick, because I don't remember her her flying her flying through space with Goose on her shoulder, kind of thing. Merch. We oh, have yeah. to sell merch. Guess what's at the Disney store right now? No. <laughs> Goose shoulder plushes. I ordered one. Um, <laughs> I I own the uh, the shoulder with a little magnet thing, right? So I have the uh, Groot one from uh, Disney World, and like that was a instant purchase. Like I needed that. I need Frog Lore. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We gotta get Frog Lore. <laughs> but it's it's funny because like they do such a good job making you care about this stuff. And again, going back over to the blind, you know, the blind bag, you know, popcorn buckets. Like that's something that people would want. And I'm like, 
I want one. There's no AMC out here. Nothing so bad. <laughs> I w- I was by the way when I bought it too. They the uh, girls behind the counter were like. We would not be opposed if you open it in front of us right now so we can see what you got. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Oblige them. <laughs> and, you know, we, I ended up getting my uh, Cheshire cat, which, by the way, again, is not an orange cat. <laughs> Just wanted to remind Eddie. <laughs> but, uh, you don't see, Peter didn't grow up in the days of black and white when there was no color that. TV and no, stuff like no, that. No, you're not going to use that as the excuse right now because that's a Josh Rosengrant line where you think the world is actually in black and white. He used to think that. No, I do not. Gentlemen. No, he really did think the world was. I grew was up in a household when oh, I was I young and I, I was only black and white TV. I, I have. I love that my best friend used to think that the world was in black and white up until a certain year. It's like yeah, somehow no. color got invented in the nope, world. Nope, nope. Oh, he votes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he goes to grocery stores, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have no idea how this man. God. But any, oh, there was an AMC worker who did get one of those as well. She didn't get the right one. She was. It's an all black cat or whatever. Me had pink uh, toes on whatever, but she wanted the orange one. And, uh, and so I had an inkling of how many. Different ones there were. Real quick, Eddie. Uh, while I have, I have a question. Who impregnated Goose? <laughs> I'm like, wait, how did this happen? <laughs> I'm trying to think of another cat character in the Marvel Universe, and I can't think I of anything. <laughs> how do we get here? <laughs> uh, uh, it was the ship. I don't know. The ship got us there. <laughs> by, <laughs> by the way, no, Eddie. Josh's line during Mission Brief, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, was actually... Mm. Oh, it's mm. oh, it's been that regardless. Mm. 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 Yeah, thanks, mm. Josh. Anyway, so I would say, like, let's get on to the next bit of uh, topic. Mm. Okay. And you're throwing it all to me. I wasn't sure. In one part, my friend that I saw this with Frank, uh, who does pay attention to a lot of different details and pretty much a photogenic memory with stuff, is that when we do see Ms. Marvel not only creating those crystal platforms so she can jump and so on and defend herself and come up with shields, but you do, you do see at one point her giant hand. But mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if at that point she didn't have the bangle. Didn't she need that to create these ability-type powers? I mean, huh. I know you saw that part, but I can't remember if, if the bangle had been taken from her. And then you saw that, or you just saw her hand, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, that's right, she can do that. I was waiting for something to, that part mm-hmm. of her ability to show in the movie, but just maybe a minor point. Maybe they took it out I of sequence. I'm to it again, because I thought there was a point where, I think that was the point where they broke um, the, not curse per se, and they could um, all use their powers without, you know, you know intertwining. I don't know, I'll have to watch it again. It's a no. good excuse to watch it again. Yeah, right, that that crossed my mind also so yeah and i would like to go see this again of course with my wife she'll i think be interested in seeing this for sure and she did see the miss marvel series so that'll get her caught up and so on i will say i really am excited to go for a second viewing of this yeah and that's we were i don't did we talk about this off mic or during because i guess like we will be off because you know they're very good at making you want to continue you know consume extra supplemental material Mm -hmm. did i talk about this already on the show because I feel like I this this, this uh, movie makes me want to read more of the stuff on Marvel Unlimited. And it makes me want to discover more of Captain Marvel. And I'll say it. The first movie did not make me want to do that. This one, this one, on the other hand, I want to read, you know, the classic Captain Marvel stuff. And then I want to jump into a little bit more of... Um, 
you know, Monica Rambeau because I've read her first appearance. I love, and I love the story, by the way. If you've ever heard John Romita Jr. talk about it, he saw mm-hmm. a random woman, drew her, and said, like, hey, that's Captain Marvel. That's Monica that's Rambeau. Cool. Oh. That's great. And he's okay. like, she, you know, he was like, she's Captain Marvel. Like, he's literally sitting with his dad, John Romita Sr., and they're like, yeah, she is. Okay. Uh, one thing that people, I, I hope, know, and a lot of people are asking me now, I tell people that, like, Monica Rambeau is probably, if not the first, one of the most powerful characters, female characters, and just characters, period, in Marvel. She can become anything in the electromagnetic spectrum. And I tell people, do you understand how powerful that is? Go look up the electromagnetic spectrum. This girl, this woman's out of here. Yeah, in, a, in less than a blink. There we go again. Um, right. Right, I hear that. The other like, dis- yeah. No, I was going to say another discrepancy moving to a different point was was finding out of Captain Marvel having this other life on this planet uh, Aladna with mm-hmm. with the prince which I don't think okay. we identified Prince Jan whatever and Peter's going to go into his singing part now I think. I love the theater kid planet. Let me tell you that is one of the <laughs> like I was dying when they got into that and I'm like, "Oh, Oh, this is like this is going to be the scene where a lot of people I know are going to be talking about it on social media in the years to come. Like this is going to be a scene where there's going to be a lot of kids that are theater kids are going to love this movie, and I'm like, that's the scene they're going to point to, and it's going to be their movie. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I got a big kick out of that scene. Uh, you see where she becomes all of a sudden there's a skirt. Oh, Captain Marvel's costume? Yeah, the dress. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't like, even notice that. It was a formal, it was a shoulderless type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man, I gotta, re- I gotta rewatch. And See, I'm thinking, okay, is that gonna be a cosplay costume next? Merch! Yeah! <laughs> well, she... Merch. Well, later in the movie, she also has, like, that darker-colored Captain Marvel costume, and it's, like, you know, like, the more subdued colors. Yes. But I was looking, I'm like, that's Secret Invasion. And it's like a bigger star, I think, in the center kind of thing. Not the Captain Marvel, her, because she was Ms. Marvel at the time. But I'm that, sorry. That's Captain Marvel, you know, uh, Marvel, Marvel versus Capcom or Kal-El or whatever oh. his name is. I don't know. Val-El, Steve, J- Jimmy? Uh, 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 Marvel? There we go, that one. You oh, Marvel, yeah. I got Man, you. I should have known that because it's the name of the company. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Speaking of Secret Invasion, um, real quick, did Valkyrie just solve Secret Invasion? I hope that like she retconned the entire thing because man, oh man. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, dude, I hope so, so I don't have to uh, recommend that show to anybody. Like, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, all the scrolls can just live on Asgard. Let me t- I, everything. As I love, as I lovingly <laughs> said off mic, Secret Invasion could have been an email. It just could have been an email. Like we didn't need that. That could have been. Um, I think one of the main reasons why I hate Secret Invasion is that I hate what it could have been. Oh. And I tell that people all the time. Secret Invasion should have been its own phase. Yeah. Like, phase four could have been the Secret Invasion. Like, you can't tell Secret Invasion in six episodes and no major superhero. That is not how this works. There could have been a whole season of just that. Yeah, well, maybe they weren't sure. Or maybe they're just planting the seeds of doubt. (laughs) I don't know how fast you went. Maybe they're not sure. (laughs) (laughs) A wizard did it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I will continue to say this. Secret uh-huh. Invasion is Samuel L. Jackson acting his ass off for nothing. 
He, and, paid, he got paid. No, yeah, he, oh, you damn right he did. He got that bag, and I'm proud of him for it. But in this, on the other hand, you know, he's not really there that much, but he is, you know, still acting his ass off. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's a Sam Jackson performance, and you know, you know what you're getting with that. And I dug that. But, Absolutely. Uh, I will say it was very jarring to go from Secret Invasion Nick Fury to this Nick Fury. It's it's almost like they're not even the same character. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, I I don't hate it at all. I think that's great because in the comic books, there are going to be characters. The the way that Wolverine is written in a Wolverine book would not be the same way Wolverine would be written in a She-Hulk book. Like they're going to be written differently. So, but it's still the same character. Mm -hmm. So while the the it's completely contrast with each other, I appreciated it because that's how it would be in the comics. Okay, I hear you. And, you know, I will say it's kind of funny because you look at also his appearance in this. Like, I completely forgot about Secret Invasion while I was watching the movie. <laughs> like, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we did a show, weekly show, yep. talking about Secret Invasion. Yep. And the fact that I don't remember working, like, recording any of that, Ooh. that shows how impactful that show was. Because. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Unfortunately, but true. I will, I've, I've gone on paper to say that Secret Invasion is Marvel's first official L. Yeah. Oh, well, have you seen Eternals? Uh, uh, I'm not going to get into it, Eternals. I'm going to get mad. We're going to do a whole episode of <laughs> Have you ever been to your local Ollie's? Yeah, just put it in the movie category, Eternals, and in the Disney Plus show category of Secret Invasion. Then let's do it that way. Oh man, Eternal should have been a show. I'll give you that. Um, I oh. tell people that. Yeah, I'll give you that. It should have been a show. Uh-huh. But um, anyways, uh, yeah. Um, uh, with the mall, with with this stuff, it's it's especially with um um this uh, the Marvels. It the tones will switch, and I appreciate that for Marvel because they're not all going to be like that. And that's what I think a lot of people uh uh. Uh, uh, don't understand. For example, I think a lot of people didn't like She-Hulk because they knew nothing of the character She-Hulk, and they honestly thought that She-Hulk was just Hulk with boobs. And maybe they didn't take her seriously as well, or they just didn't uh, didn't seem I, too relevant. I, uh, you know, or? Like one of my favorite producers of all time, Pete Rock. Um, he broke my heart. He got on this platform and said the She-Hulk show is trash. That is not She-Hulk. And I'm, I want to just call him and be like, Doug, what She-Hulk comic did you read? She-Hulk has been a com- comedic character since John Byrne took over in like the late 80s, early 90s. This character has been acting like this since before these reviewers were even born. Like, what are you talking about? Like, but I honestly think that people thought they were getting Hulk, but boo. Yeah, I'm trying to get my wife to watch this. She's only gone into maybe a couple episodes, and she's kind of, eh, you know, maybe it's not. not a, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. My my thing with uh, the whole thing with She-Hulk that I will always laugh about is uh, in regards to the reaction to the character and it's like yeah you know if you're going to be doing She-Hulk like the way it was in the original iteration by Stan Lee it's like all all She-Hulk was was you know true believers we need to secure that copyright before those assholes at CBS decide to make a a TV show that was all it was and it's like 
you read those early She-Hulk issues, if you can only read one comic book in your life, the sensational She-Hulk is certainly an option. Yeah, um, that was basically the whole concept of it, um, was that uh, a TV channel, I think the same one, The Incredible Hulk Show was on, was like, hey, we could just make a She-Hulk, <laughs> and we could just do that, and Stan Lee was like, nope, we're not going to do that, and that was the whole reason why the character was created, and I think those people took that same concept and made Bionic Woman instead. And you know, true believers, we have all these reams of paper, so we need to make 24 issues. That's 24 pa- issues worth of paper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. John Burns said, nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this instead. <laughs> and that's why, like, I love how you hear comic... Again, you know, I don't want to dwell on the negative, but, like, I love the negative comic book fans that are like, oh, she's just a Deadpool ripoff. Listen. Um, Ambush uh, Bug gives his regards. R.I.P. Yeah. Kev- Keith Giffen. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and She-Hulk was doing that before Deadpool was created. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what can you do? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure how much more we have left to cover on the Marvels, but... Would you say the runtime worked for this movie, Eddie? Yeah. That runtime was, like, kind of primo. Like, I heard it was, like, less than two hours. I'm like, okay, sure, you know, uh-huh. bet. You know, like, let's see what happens. And like, oh, it actually was. And that's the end of that story. I right? was good with that, yeah. Absolutely. I, I was okay with it. I was glad with it because um, we got right to it. Like, I, I loved it. We got we got the exposition. We got the show where everyone else was doing. And then for like a good half hour, we just got right to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it was just nonstop, nonstop. The switching. This has got to be some of the best fight choreography the MCU has done, period. Um, because that could not have been easier to do. No. Mm-mm. And and so I, I was impressed the whole time. I wasn't bored. Things were moving very quickly. And it I, it went by like a breeze. And, like, my knees thanked me because they always hate that I'm sitting in that <laughs> position for, like, three hours. My <laughs> knees are like, oh, thank God. Like So I appreciate it as well. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we've got to make mention of the two scenes that were at the beginning and mid-credits. And I think they're worth... You know, making note of, of course, the first being uh, Kamala doing her recruiting Nick Fury imitation for Kate Bishop. I got a big kick out of that. Yeah. I thought that was, uh, I love how she didn't plan it all the way through, much like, you know, most of my jokes. Like, I love the fact that, you know, she didn't know where she was going with it. Yeah, please. <laughs> to recruit. And the pizza, and pizza Dog is there, of course. Oh, you cannot go wrong with Pizza Dog. Yeah, dog yeah. Looks, yeah. Dog I have to go pizza. with Bucky. Lucky Pizza Dog is there. Um, I've been telling people, once again, people are blowing up my mission, saying, oh, my God, Pat, you're right. And I'm just so confused. I was like, have you guys not realized that they've been doing Young Avengers? Have Wait, you not pieced that together yet? Are there people really saying that to you? Uh, yes. For real? I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, you guys don't realize that we're getting Young Avengers? Think about it. Almost every show introduce a side character that could be a kid that joins the team. Yeah. Like, almost every show, almost every movie, the, even She-Hulk, like, Hulk comes with his son. We got Star coming up. Like, and then Ant-Man has his daughter, and then we get Miss Marvel. Then all of a sudden we're doing Ironheart. I'm like, and then the twins are in WandaVision. I'm like, are you guys not pieces this together? Yeah. American Chavez? <laughs> kid Loki? Like, are you not pieced together what's happening here? Mm. So yep. it was about it was a matter of time for this happen. 
Yeah, now it's really starting to come into like, oh, okay, too. In fact, what is a discrepancy of sorts is that the review that I read uh, talks about, again, Kamala talking to Kate Bishop, and it mentions recruiting other young heroes such as Cassie Lang. Well, we don't see that in the film. It's implied that she wants to. But, you know, okay. Yeah. But but Kate, yeah. yeah, you know, let's let's talk or something. So, do you think they're gonna that they're gonna try and recruit Kid Groot? Kid. <laughs> Groot, Groot eventually grow. Groot is you know past his teenage years now or something. I don't. know. I think Groot is still looking like he's you know one of those characters that you see at Disney World. I still stand by that. He looks like in the in the Guardians Holiday Special and in Volume Three, he looks like the character that you see in a you know a Disney World uh, location. A costume? Oh, it's it's like I love it and I hate it at the same time. Yeah. I'm just like, man, this this is awesome and stinks. By the way, <laughs> s- speaking of the Guardians, I wanted to point out something. This is the second uh, MCU movie in a row to feature the Beastie Boys. We had Intergalactic in this one and No Sleep Till Brooklyn in the previous. Yep. I'm really hoping they use. Uh, Check it out, maybe off of uh, to the five boroughs. That would be that would be a nice one, or maybe maybe Eggman. No, no, no. Huh. Got nice. Got um, um, James Gunn is a genius. Uh, he will be missed, but um, you know he had to go do what he had to do. Like I'm not mad at that at all. He got screwed in that deal. Um, once again, you know I have a saying that I say all the time: good business is making. Horrible choices. Sometimes the wrong thing to do is the right thing to do. And in this situation, I had to go with Disney firing gun at the time. And people are like, oh, that's horrible. I said, no, hear me out. That was during the Fox acquisition. They already are pressuring Disney saying that they can't get Fox. Then they have, I mean, they, they didn't want them to, them to get Fox. Then this controversy that is on CNN. <laughs> Like it got that high up there, sinking yeah. in, and, uh, and 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 these people are looking like, well, wait, I don't even know if I want to do this now. You guys got this going on. They had to do something right then and now. I honestly believe that Feige walked up to Gun and said, "Look here, man, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to quotation marks fire you, and then once everything smooths out, we'll bring you back in." Well, during that time, DC, you know, you know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. DC picked him up like immediately, like within a month. <laughs> like he's funny. like James Gunn fell upward, and and he, Gunn even said he went to Feige. It was like, yo, like they want me to do this over here. Feige was like, do what you got to do, do what you got to do, and so. He ended up like doing more, and now he's basically the Feige. I tell people, hey, listen, if that has to happen so I can finally get a good Superman movie, I'm game. Hell yeah. I just thought it was funny that Tass said the different application of one man's trash is another man's treasure. Because unfortunately, the Suicide Squad, that roster of characters, is trash. Like, it really is, but it's like he found a way to make it work. And, you know, in that typical James Gunn magic. Yeah. Although I wish he had the James Gunn magic to make Coyote versus Acme to get released, but. Oh man! I, feel, I heard I, somebody leaked it. I heard somebody leaked because uh, uh, they made the movie. The movie was done, and um, the, the, I heard like one of the uh, people who worked on it was so disgruntled he just leaked it. <laughs> well, I'm floating around somewhere. I'm totally not looking on uh, Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, there's something that leaked. Um, 
speaking of bad business, but sometimes doing the wrong thing is the right thing. I tell people, say what you want about Zazwa. He makes a lot of controversial decisions. Yeah, he does. However, outside of Netflix, he, uh, Max is the only streaming service to actually show increased numbers. And he did it twice. No one else can say that. You know, it's the ultimate definition of you've got to bake a break some eggs to make an omelet yep. and it, that's just fact and i tell people screw your opinion this is business here and he does great business because he's willing to just tell a family on christmas you guys are your dad is fired and i'm taking all your money like he has no issue doing that and he don't care what people think that man does not care <laughs> Jeez. yeah it's hard out here it's um, hard but can't argue with his results. I tell you what, though, my my one last point about this movie was, of course, with the very end credit scene, and we get to see Monica after you know repairing this tear in the universe and the fabric, and that she's in a different universe. Of course, Beast is there; it's her mother as an alternate version. Doesn't know who she is, but you get the long shot of of Maria, and I'm thinking that's a binary costume. It is. It is yeah. binary. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that they're gonna get make uh, 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 Monica be binary. Because they did mention earlier that, in fact, she had said it with a, maybe a flashback scene with with uh, Carol that Maria saying, "I'm not Captain Marvel," mm-hmm. but that was kind of like a play of sorts. And here's I'm like, "Yeah, that's binary." Okay. And then again, as you know, we discussed earlier in the episode, Kelsey Grammer's Beast shows up, and I'm the jackass in the theater that just says a little, little loud, but not really in a quiet part. I just go, "Oh, for God's sakes, Niles!" But um, <laughs> Frazier, <laughs> Frazier, the reboot available now on Paramount Plus. Yeah, but I love the idea of like how everything's getting linked, and I'm excited. Like, I am very excited for what is next, and I feel like the rumor and innuendo of like, "Oh, the reshoots they had to do this, they had to do this." It's like. Yeah, the movie I saw was pretty damn good. So, And they got you us know, to watch all the way through. I was just going to add, they got us to watch all the way through. Somebody had posted saying, was there really anything at the very end of the credits? Somebody said, yeah, no. But but there was something. There was a, uh, excuse me, a little flurkin noise, like almost vomiting. We walked out. We didn't hear that. That's all it was. Wow. At the very end, yeah. there was a little bit of, you know, hacking almost. That was it. No, absolutely. Um you know, I tell people one of the worst things that happened to comic book movie culture is people learned how the sausage was made. Yeah. The, you know, you know, people love sausage. They don't want to know how it's made because if they do, they're going to have a lot of questions. And there's going to be a lot of anger and visceral, even though they're perfectly okay with eating it. And that's what happened. I have to tell people, reshoots are common. It's a thing yep, yep. That, that happens. And I don't care how much virtual effects or whatever, reshoots are a thing that happens. Movies get delayed all the time. This is not just a comic book movie thing. It has gotten so bad. Look at the poor Nia DaCosta. She got ripped to shreds because they said she left to go do another movie while this one wasn't done. It was in post. Mm. Once again, this is common. This is a thing. It's not a comic book movie thing. And you could go back to Steven Spielberg has done it. Quentin Tarantino has done it. Yep. And I tell people, Steven Spielberg, uh, Jurassic Park and Schindler's List all came out the same year. <sighs> How do you think that happened? <laughs> because he left the post. He said, I filled everything. Y'all got everything. And if you have any questions, you can reach me. 
And that was back before the internet. Yeah, exactly, right. And you can't now say... Her, she can work on this movie and answer any questions with a Zoom call. Yeah. So it's just unfortunate that this is where we're at, but here we are. I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. I think it's found its place in the timeline of all the Marvel movies as number 33. And wow, how many... This is, you know, before the 33. Unreal. Four out of five, <laughs> solid eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much there with you. And to ask yourself? Uh, about uh, my rating of the movie? Yeah. Um, I give it a solid eight. I Like, I literally DM'd you, like, right after I got out of my show. And I'm like, yeah, pretty damn solid movie. Like, it, it works for what it is. And... You know, yeah, um, you know, uh, you know, I tell people when it comes to uh, reviewing these movies, these, these movies, you, I, I feel like you need to ask yourself, did the movie give me what it told me it was going to give me? Yeah. And in this movie, they said, hey, we got three girls with light powers, and they do great fight scenes in space. That's what I got. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I got. And I was able to laugh and enjoy myself in the middle. It gave me exactly what I wanted. So, like, I'm kind of like, what are you expecting? Manchurian candidate. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now before we wrap this episode up, Task, how can people get a hold of you on social media? Yes, sir. Uh, You can contact me on Twitter and um, TikTok. I'm trying that, you know, (laughs) at UpToTask, U-P-T. Uh, T-O-T-A-S-K. For The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Tusk. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior.